Welcome back to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, I will revisit my favorite beach in Mexico. It's on the beautiful island of Isla Mujer. Each year, I visit Mexico, sometimes even twice. I just need to escape the cold, and Mexico is a great destination and one that I'm able to get to easily. It has culture, fantastic food, beautiful beaches, and friendly people. I try to make Isla Mujer my first stop on my trips to Mexico, and I like to stay four to seven nights. This place really feels like vacation, and it never disappoints for an amazing beach. So that said, it's December 2023 right now, and I noticed the increase in prices. So there has been inflation recently, and it's everywhere. It's not as noticeable as in the U.S., but the prices were up a little bit. And now coupling that with the weakening dollar, you may notice it. It's not dramatic, but I just wanted to give everyone a heads up. Things are not as inexpensive as they always have been. But let's talk about Isla Mujer. This is where this gorgeous beach is located. This is a small island just about eight miles off the coast of Cancun, easy to get there from the Cancun airport via like a private shuttle to the Puerto Guajara's port. It takes about 30 minutes and I usually use Happy Shuttle, but there's many other shuttle services. So it's 30 minutes and it was about $50. And I know that sounds a little expensive, but they pick you up in a nice big white air-conditioned van and I think it's the same price if you bring up to to four people. So the more people you have, the more cost-effective it is. You could take the ADO bus, but then you have to go to Cancun and switch buses. And usually on your day of travel, that's just a real pain and you have your big suitcase. And so that's just wasted time. So I, I recommend the driver. Isla Mujer is not only a place with beautiful beaches, but there's also a lot of history here. The Mayans would come to this island to honor the goddess of fertility, childbirth, and medicine. And there's statues of the goddess all over Punta Sur, which is the south end of the island. The island's about seven kilometers long, which is about four and a half miles, I guess. And this is the south side of the island, which is more rugged. It's very beautiful. You should definitely visit it. There's paved walkways along the rugged ocean. And this whole area is like a park. And you will pay a small fee to get in there, but it's really worth it. Since we're talking about the South End, I am going to mention something that is new. There is a very high end, basically it's not a beach club, it's more of a pool club called the Eunuch Roof. And it's part of a super luxury and exclusive sky lounge in Isla Mujer. You can purchase day passes, and it has to be done by reservation. It's not guaranteed, but if you're there and you want a a day of luxury away from the beach, it could be a good idea. This club is part of a very high-end, all-inclusive resort. And honestly, I'm not a fan of all-inclusives, but this place looked insane. It's just gorgeous. So I could see This may be for a honeymoon or someone who wants to just enjoy the resort and each other. So I did check the pricing and it's well over $1,000 a night for just a standard room. That would include some food and drinks, but not like the fees and taxes and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to point it out. um, 
personally, I did not go there. I come for the beach, but it was new and um, pretty darn impressive. So if you're interested in that. So while the south part of the island is rugged and beautiful, I always choose to stay on the north end. This is where the ferry arrives, and this is where the beautiful beaches are. This is where everything is walkable. You can cross the northern part of the island in just 15 minutes walking. So other than walking, the preferred mode of transportation is golf carts, which is a lot of fun. And there's taxis also readily available. If you want to get around, you will need some transportation because we said it's over four miles from one side to the other. And you'll see so many golf carts and people having fun. So the most beautiful beach that I have been referring to is actually called Playa Norte. It goes around the north tip of the island. This beach, it's shallow with soft sand, no seaweed, which is a problem in other areas of the Riviera Maya. So that's why I'm pointing it out. It's a beautiful shade of light blue. It's shallow and it's warm. And the shallowness is also what makes this beach so unique. You can walk out several hundred meters and still be waist deep in the water. It's an organized beach. There's chairs, there's restaurants. You can find food and drink and things to do. You also can have places that you can just throw your towel on the sand as well. You don't have to pay for a beach club. So on the north side, if you go to the opposite side of where the ferry comes in, this is where catamarans and yachts will actually pull up not on the beach, but pull in the, to the water. And as I said, it's shallow. So they pull as far as they can and the passengers actually jump off the boats and kind of wade in towards the beach area. So it kind of creates a really unique atmosphere. You'll have people from the beach and then you'll have people getting off boats and everyone's kind of meeting in the middle. It's really interesting. So the island can get busy during the day, but as a lot of these day trippers leave, it is very manageable and it gets much better in the evening. Finding accommodations is not difficult. There are all types and all price ranges. I stayed at Hotel Secreto this trip. It's very highly rated. The rooms are large. The beds are comfortable and luxurious. I stayed there two years ago and they've even made some upgrades. There's now a big bar out by the pool and they've added a rooftop which has a bar and they did live music one night this resort was about 120 dollars a night in december um, which is really the beginning of high season you can find cheaper but i just happened to really like this place and so um, it was my first choice and i got lucky it's a small hotel it happened to be available my only recommendation is to avoid all-inclusives because I just don't have any idea why anyone would want to choose an all-inclusive when you have endless restaurants at all price ranges. And I know I mentioned that all-inclusive that's new on the south end of the island, but um, that's an exception. It just looks super exceptional. And I'm sure if you're paying that much for your all-inclusive, you could care less about money and you could eat in town as much as you wanted and, and skip your meals that were included in your hotel. But since we're talking about food, let's, let's kind of focus on the local food. I really tried to do more of that this trip. 
And since I get up early, breakfast is one of my favorite meals, and I did get out and try breakfast in many places. So one of the things I like is eggs ranchero. And that's really like a tortilla, and they put refried beans on it, and then a fried egg, and they have a delicious just tomato sauce. Not really spicy, but just a wonderful way to start the morning. This time I tried the Yucatan's most iconic breakfast dish. It's called motulanos. And this dish is made by placing fried egg on a corn tortilla that has black beans on it, and then ham and cheese, and then it's covered in tomato sauce, and then they garnish it with peas. Kind of weird, but it was delicious. To me, it was just like the eggs ranchero, but with ham and peas on it. So that's a very famous dish, and I hope you get to try it. I'm not going to go through like a lot of restaurants here, but I did try Rubens, which is a place that has a lot of happy hour specials, and it's very popular. Um, I tried the chicken lime soup, watermelon water. Everything was fantastic. Um, But the real gem is across the street. There is an outdoor municipal building that houses four local restaurants. They're only open for breakfast and lunch. One's called, I think, San Marco. One's called Letty's. I don't remember the name of the other two, but they are so good and so inexpensive. It's definitely worth a place you should visit when you're there. Definitely try these restaurants. So overall, I absolutely love the food. You can find anything. They have a main strip in Isla Mujer that's just full of restaurants and shopping. Some of the restaurants are actually the same restaurants in other areas of the Yucatan. So they have these like small local chains, I guess, that you'll see if you go to other areas, you'll find those same restaurants. But overall, the food was really, really good and very reasonable. The last place I'm going to call out is really called Tarzan's. It's a small local kind of beach club. It's really just a bar on the beach with some chairs, but it's very unique because it's so close to the water. And you might see an older gentleman there. He has long hair and there's always feathers in his hair. He's not a character. He's like the real deal. He's always there, so I'm not sure if he's the owner. He doesn't wait on people. There's a whole staff where you can get chairs and they have like tables to eat at. But I highly recommend it, and they have the best Mai Tai in Isla Mujer. So let's bring this back to the beach. Isla Mujer is a place for a fabulous beach vacation. It also has amazing snorkeling, not too far off the coast. And it's one of the best places to swim with whale sharks in the whole world. Isla Mujer has topped Mexico's top beach list countless times. It's also been included on many of the top 10 beaches in the world lists. So I'm not sure what you're waiting for. I highly recommend you visit Isla Mujer quickly, actually, before too many people find out about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Travels with Alicia. Stay tuned for the next episode where I'll give an update on Playa de Carmen and the Mayan train.